Randy Corpin on the road. He's up at the Larimer County Lincoln Day dinner. They're hosting Seth Dillon and Seth Gruber tonight up there. And best wishes to them. We hosted both those guys at the Western Conservative Summit over the years. My name is Jeff Hunt, filling in for Randy Corcoran. I'm the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit. Both those organizations, 501c3s, they're nonpartisan. They don't get involved with any type of politics or politicians, campaigns or parties. They're only about ideas, but I'm here in my personal capacity. So I'm going to be all about campaigns, candidates, and those types of things. So thanks so much for tuning in. By the way, CU Buffalo is beating Nebraska Cornhuskers 36-14. Prime time, man. I love it. I love it in all the ways you can love it. Not only are they winning, which is exciting after what the CU Buffs have gone through for years, but his faith is just awesome. He's so open about it. And you've seen some of those videos. I don't care what you think about me, where he's just all about who he is and his identity and Jesus Christ, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. All right, the phone lines are all lit up. 303-696-1971. I think we got one line open, 303-696-1971. You can also text on the 710 KNUS app. A whole bunch of text messages coming in. It's so much fun to hang out with you all. All right, Jan, line one, how you doing? You're listening to the uh, Randy Corcoran Show. What's up? Hi, Jeff. I have to say what a phenomenal lead-in tonight. I really, really enjoyed your your lead here. Oh, thanks, um, and, I, and I have to say what an amazing breath of fresh air Dave Williams is. Mm. Um, one of the reasons that that I called in is I'm in, I'm in Inglewood, and we're involved in a recall fight um, on a local government level, and it started with the property rights. Wow. Which um, the the state also was doing, and and the people in Inglewood had been going to city council saying, "Stop this! Stop this! Stop this! We don't want more density." Yeah. And they wouldn't. They they actually came out and said, "We have the votes," yeah. and they wouldn't listen yeah. to the people. And this was week after week after week, and um, at any rate, the the cool thing that that one of the reasons I called in is the cool thing is there is one um, unaffiliated, one Democrat and one Republican that are all under recall. And mm. there was a fourth who stepped down when she got recall, um, under threat of recall. But the cool thing is it's not one party that's standing up mm. against this, which is what you guys were talking about. It's It's the city saying – the citizens in the city saying, we don't want, and you, I'm quoting you, this overbearing elitist government doing this anymore. Right. right. And, well, and, yeah. And, and, and in your case, so I've had a very similar fight in Elbert County with Republican county commissioners that are often just totally in bed with developers. And you sit there and you're like this third wheel on these dates in these county commissioner meetings or these planning commissioner meetings. And you're like... Um, we really like our communities. We wouldn't want 30-story buildings next door to all of our homes. Can you please respect our wishes and maybe do some acreage minimums or those types of things to, to build a nice community? And you're just flatly ignored 
because it's about right. special interest groups that are going to exactly. make money. And so you're just you're just there. And I grew up right next door to Inglewood. We used to ride our bikes down Broadway, go down to get the uh, Slurpees at Seven Eleven. And Inglewood's a beautiful community. But I got to tell you, Jen, their end goal is to build really big multifamily development units to basically turn Denver into like New York City or Los Angeles. And right. all and these started. Yeah. Well, well and all these beautiful it. little ranch homes in Inglewood um, with the wide streets. It's such a nice little community. And they're just oh my gosh, I'm I'm uh, I'm hurting for you, and I'm hurting for what Denver is going to become, which is uh, just a deep blue mega city because of this leadership and these kind of communists. That and, and this gets into, you know, the, this effort. I don't know if you saw this article in in the Colorado Sun where this uh, art, this journalist says, um, "I think it's good that people have to pay more gas, and I'm glad it hurts you because I want you to ride your bike everywhere." And you're like, oh. you know, these people don't have kids, right? Like when you're picking up your kids from school, going to after school projects and then sports and things like that, and then trying to, you know, run to the grocery store, what are you going to do on a bike or on a bus trying to achieve that? Right. 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 Well, it's it's crazy. It is just crazy. But your, your lead in is so on point. And um, I just. I have to tell you, thank you, because it is on all levels. And in Adams County, the only thing I can say is get all people involved in this fight because it's not one, it's not one party, it's not one affiliation. That's right. So. And in fact, they have. Um, there's a group out there called the Workers Families Party. They're they're communists. There's outright communists, and they're working to control all of the city councils, county commissioners, all that stuff to force this type of stuff that Jan's facing. So, Jan, you're trying to recall all four of these in Inglewood, and you got one to drop out. Is that what you said? Right. Well, we have a seven on council, and. And um, we went after four of them, which we believed and believed were the four that said they had the vote to, to pass this stuff. And so one of them dropped out, and we still have three in that recall election. It's going to be October 3rd. So so that's the first piece of everything that's, that's happening now is getting them out. But is it, when you're talking about deceptive stuff, mm-hmm. like they had, they had, um, they decided, well, this is because we want more affordable housing. Well, affordable housing has nothing to do with the poor, mm-hmm. nothing. And, and what they want to do is destroy the ability for people to buy lower income because Inglewood traditionally is um, blue collar yep. and lower income properties. Yep. And and so they're wanting to go in and just destroy what what could be there for people. And um, so anyway, so so the recall will be the first part of this. And then there will be, you know, elections that will take place in November, really, regardless of what happens with the recall. But um, it's it. it but, oh, I, I started to say. And then the, the other thing is, very strangely, the mic. Microphones were off both <laughs> last yeah last week when they were talking about who they were going to put on this housing task force and um, and then 
they were out this last Monday when or Tuesday when they were supposed to have at one of the public hearings around this um, housing issue, this code next. And and finally they said, okay, we won't vote on it or have it have it on tonight. So it was postponed. But there are these things that, that people, you know, and now there are people running for council that don't want public hearings. They don't want us to speak <laughs> up at council meetings. How and, dare and, you? you know, Oh yeah, we don't we don't want people to talk and speak up. It is absolutely crazy. They, so anyway, keep Well, they have met their match with Jan and if we only get another <laughs> 200 Jans in this state, we will start to turn it around. Thank you Jan so much for your call. God bless you. I mean, that's well, that's what you got to do. You got to stand up and fight like Jan's doing. God bless her. Friends, I wrote about this uh, in the Gazette uh, probably a few months ago now, that high-density multifamilies, how they're going to make Colorado a permanently blue state. They just will. They'll move in a lot of people that historically don't have families, um, so they're not going to be as conservative traditionally, and um, they're going to ride their bikes. They're going to take the light rail, and that's just going to change communities. What I was trying to figure out in that article was how Highlands Ranch in a decade had a 20-point swing from Republican to Democrat. So, in you know, when Mitt Romney was running for president in 2012, he won Highlands Ranch by 20 points. When Heidi Ganahl ran in 2022, she barely won by less than one percentage point. So this high-density multifamily changes everything. They're going to do it to Elbert County as well. That is their long-term goal. They think this way. And they lay out the plans to be able to achieve it. All right, Doug, the six arrogant people. You want to talk about those that are suing to keep Trump off the ballot? Yeah, well, to me, it's rather obvious that uh, uh, Trump encouraged that insurrection and got exactly the response he wanted from his followers. I think keeping him off the ballot is perfectly appropriate. You you think it's an actual insurrection on level because the 14th Amendment was written during a time of the Civil War, kind of following the Civil War. You believe that that is on level with declaring war against this country and trying to seek to overthrow uh, the, the Constitution. That, that's your argument? Yeah, I, I don't know why it wouldn't be valid for the situation with Trump. Uh, regardless of what year it was created. How, how is that not election interference? If, if I kill my wife and then say, oh, you can't arrest me, you can't throw me in jail, because I'm running for president, that would be election interference. But the, the, the law and, and the wheels of justice must keep turning regardless of whether or not somebody wants to run for office. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a stretch. I uh, to say that that's what happened to say what happened on January sixth is equivalent to the the work you know what happened to our country in the Civil War, and therefore the leading Republican candidate shouldn't even be on the ballot. That to me seems like a form of election interference in itself. That that you are deciding that. He it was so bad in that particular situation that we're not even going to allow the people to be able to vote for him. January 6th was election interference by Donald Trump. He wanted to interfere with an election that he lost. Didn't he, didn't he make a legal argument that that there should be, you know, alternative electors 
And then for that, you think that he should be in prison. Meanwhile, these people are making a legal argument that he shouldn't be on the ballot, equally engaging in election interference. He can make any argument he wants in a speech or in court. He doesn't have the right to tell his followers to go fight like hell. Or you're not going to have a country anymore. He said peacefully. He said yeah, yeah, peacefully. Yeah, and do you remember in the debate with Joe Biden when he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by? Are they known for peaceful actions? Right, that's because the the actual person saying that was there's Proud Boys here. Tell them to stand down, and he said, stand down. Donald Trump said stand back and stand by in the first debate with Joe Biden because he needs violent people on his side. That's of the not true. That's not true. You're spinning that exact moment. That exact I'm moment. I'm quoting was, him exactly. I'm not spinning. I'm quoting him. No, exactly. no, no. You're, you're spinning the situation because they were telling the, the, the person that was hosting that debate was saying that there were proud boys that, that needed to stand back, stand down. And that's what he said. He was almost, he was responding directly to the prompt from the person asking the question. And then you're saying that he has, he has violent people around him? Give me a break. He advocates violence. He's a cheerleader for violence. Proud boys, stand back and stand by. I might need you. No, you're, you're taking that totally out of context to fit your own agenda, Doug. Because Donald Trump will not denounce the Proud Boys. He will not denounce the Nazis. He likes That's those not people true on his at side. All. He did that all the time. They kept pressing him, denounce the Nazis. What happened in Charlottesville? He came out, Good denounced that on violence there. People on both sides. He always gives a dog whistle to the Nazis. And the racist in America. Doug, Doug, you've, you, you've, you've become a never Trumper. You, you've, you've bought into There's it. I remember, no reason, when, the, I remember when we no had reason Bush. to support a person like that who advocates violence and he racism. He doesn't advocate violence or racism. You've, be, you've gotten into Trump derangement syndrome the same way we got into Bush not. derangement syndrome. To, Donald Trump has often talked in rallies about... If you if you beat that guy up, I'll pay your legal bills. I'd like to hit him myself. He's a great advocate and cheerleader for violence. This, I mean, and you're like just totally ignoring everything that happened in 2020 in the summer when the left basically allowed cities to be burned down. I don't I don't condone violence, no matter who does it. Did you vote for Joe Biden? You bet I did. Then you condoned violence. The whole left embraced not. violence during the summer of no, 2020. You're, you're making a wild eye generalization. Joe Biden never endorsed violence. <laughs> the, 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 the Democratic Party never did that. Those mostly peaceful protests that took place. Doug, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate the call, man. That was I some fun. I appreciate the time you gave me. Thank yeah, you. that was fun. Um, Feel free to always call in. In fact, we should do like the Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, if you're if you're a lib and voted for Joe Biden like Doug did, that you get to go to the front of the line. All right. We're up against the commercial break. Woo. We're having fun today. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran on 710 KNUS. Randy out at the Larimer County Republican Lincoln Day dinner, having a blast out there. And it's a real honor to be able to fill in for him. We're going to continue this. We got to get to what's happening in New Mexico when we come back. Brian, stay on the line. When we get back from the commercial break, we'll talk with you. Jeff Hunt filling in. Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran on this beautiful Saturday. September 9th, 
Weather's looking good. High of 88 today. Sunday, just some afternoon storms. High of 75. And then it gets a little bit cooler this week. Monday, showers and cooler, 72. Tuesday, chance of storm, 75. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 78. Thursday, mostly sunny, 80. And then Friday, partly cloudy, 83. So we get to hang on those 80s as much as you can. I'm an 80s baby. Blake, when were you born? Are you an 80s baby or are you a 90s baby? Oh, yeah, 90s. <laughs> oh, man, the 80s were a great year. Almost as good as the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, you've been hanging around. You're on with uh, Jeff on filling in for Randy Corcoran. What's up, Brian? Hey, welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, Doug forgot a very simple point. It's called We the People. Yes. We get to decide who we want to be our president. That's right. It's not Doug who says, well, I can bring up some obscure law <laughs> in some administrative state that gets to tell us, because that's not freedom. That's right. That's exactly right. So, so Doug, he, he missed right off the bat, Doug was wrong. Doug forgot that part. Well, what? And it's... What what gets me is that these guys are so bent on, you know, the importance of the f- foundational principles of democracy and election interference and all the while stuff. While they're that taking they, it away from you. While they're doing the exact thing. Yes. No, they're the only ones taking away democracy. <laughs> you know, when when me and the wife, we do suffer through CNN. We do suffer through CSNBC. Just because we got to see how stupid these people are. And we always tell ourselves, man, these people are giving me a headache. Is anybody still buying their stuff? Well, now I know. There's at least one guy. His name is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you looking, Brian, are you looking at any of the other candidates? Or are you all in on Trump? Oh, I'm all in on Trump. You know, I do like that uh, Vivek guy. Yeah. I know people have some questions about him because he did do this whole democratic thing or and he said something in his book but you know what people can grow and people can change and and he sees the fun side of our side the other side's no fun they're just a bunch of miserable hags and rags that that they're just miserable human beings i mean these are the people that sit in their basement for 12 hours a day trying to find something wrong instead of going out and living life yeah So that's where I'm at. And I think the tide is changing. I really do. And, you know, black America could change, right? And they got the best opportunity in the world right now. And if they remember, the Democrats were the one that wanted slavery. The Democrats didn't want to get rid of slavery. The Democrats have always used race. Now, whether they used, hey, the white guy or the black guy, but they always use race. They always use gay, straight. They always try to divide people. And I right. think I think the black population is catching on. And once they do, it's game over for these numb nuts. Well, and the notion of the system being rigged, right? You saw that in the video when Donald Trump left Fulton County Prison. He's driving through predominantly black communities and they're out cheering for him. 
They're cheering well, for him be, because they no. know that they faced a system that's been rigged against them as well. And so now is the time to fight back. And that's what Vivek is getting into as well. He's arguing for like a 75 percent reduction of the federal government. Like that's what this well, yeah, election is going to come down rid- to. Go ahead. It's got to be we the people. That's why you got to get rid of this whole, hey, I got to report to you in taxes. No, it's got to go to a consumer tax. Guys, we got to start. If we want to be free, let's, you know, let's be free. That's so right. that, that's, that's where right. I'm at on it. And I, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got well, it. Well, I was, was going to say that's, that's going to be the primary issue in this election over, you know, I was watching the Republican primary debate and it was just kind of like, Back in like 2012, 2008, we're all going to get up there and talk about where we stand on issues of life, uh, issues of the border, issues of government spending. And meanwhile, Trump is like in a totally different universe. And the reason he's winning is because that's what people care about. They care about what Brian cares about, which is the government has too much power. There's too many elites in control and there needs to be a correction. And this is the type of candidate that I think is going to fight hard enough to get that correction through the federal government. Well, you know what? He's the only one that could actually do it right now. Now, Vivek, I like Vivek and I like how Trump said, you know, Vivek's got a place in my administration and well, he should. Right. We're going to send Pence back home. We're sick of Pence. <laughs> you know, did you see who? Did you, did you see his uh, lead? I guess they all have a team or whatever. His uh, lead gal, even while he was vice president, I can't remember what you call her, but on, oh, on, on his the team, com- the communications one that's now on the View, Alyssa. This Alyssa, she's running off to CNBC every time she gets, and we're supposed to believe in Pence? I mean, you know what? It's just common sense, guys. And as far as DeSantis goes, he should have stayed in his lane down there in Florida. He was doing fine, even though he did shut down the state. I mean, people couldn't go on the beach, okay? But he did open up. He he wisened up a little quicker than most. I give him that. But his problem is... He doesn't have a bunch of small donors. He should have just laid back in the weeds, made, had people like him, get the small donors. That's what you need, a bunch of small donors. But once he got the industrial war complex donating to him, then everybody figured out, well, I guess we're just going to you know, keep sending billions to uh, Ukraine. Meanwhile, the Hawaii guys, they get nothing. They right. get zero. Right. They're, they're, they don't even get a visit. They're like, well, no comment on the Hawaii. <laughs> Who says no comment? That that almost sounds like he knows something I don't know. Because uh, most people would be horrible. Yeah. Do you, and do you yeah. remember? Do you remember how they just laid into Bush? I'm old enough to remember this when Katrina happened, and because Bush just flew over, you know, and he 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 wasn't on the ground, and he looked out the window, and how a, this. A, you know, disengaged he was from the whole thing. They laid into him. They That was a leading issue all the way into the 2006 midterm elections. Meanwhile, no comment, Joe Biden, and the media just goes by. Brian, thank you so much. By the way, Brian, Eric Manning saying, preach, preach. He agrees with you. Thank you, Eric. Uh, thank you, you Brian. <laughs> thank you, man. All right. We got Susan. On from uh, Denver. What's up, Susan? Welcome to the Randy Corcoran Show. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran. Well, hi, Jeff. I don't know you very well. But anyway, I just um, 
Jill Biden's first husband was Bill Stevens. Joe Biden's first husband? Oh, Jill Biden's first husband, Bill Stevens. I don't know about him. Yeah, that's what. People don't know about it. But he is on a um, conservative uh, channel. They shut down this channel like a lot of people, and they finally got in the air again. But Bill Stevens was treated exactly like Trump is being treated hmm. when she married Joe Biden. In the sense that they, they tried to go after him and tried to uh, exactly, hem him in and things like that? Exactly. And he said he didn't understand it because, you know, he, he accepted the fact, you know, he... You know, he hated to lose his wife, Jill, but at the same time. So I just want to say that um, Bill Stevens says, man, they went after me like you wouldn't believe it, just like Trump. Wow. He's a Republican. And I do want to let you know, they took all the conservative stations out of the senior citizen living places. Hmm. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Really? Yeah, they did. I worked there. And I had my conservative clients tell me all we can get is the mainstream media unless we want to play, pay extra money. You got to listen to NPR and you got to listen to them uh, spin the truth. Wow. Because, you know, you guys could get really riled up. <laughs> I guess that's their concern, right? You guys listen to conservative talk and uh, you might get. Uh, uh, too engaged, and they wouldn't want that. My goodness. Well, I had a lot of. Um, I I worked in a um, senior independent place, and these women just didn't want to. They were widowers. They didn't want to own their estate anymore, so they moved into you know a very posh, posh, wonderful place. Six seven thousand dollars a month. Wow! But they couldn't get any conservative stations. Gosh. I'm going to look into that because that's definitely an issue. It because I can't do nothing about it. I'm just a, you know, an you're, old a, patriot, old you're a patriot, Susan. You're a patriot. I am, but you know these widows. It just gets you know being a widow. You lose your love. So anyway, I'm just, that is something. And all these ladies would bring all these conservative books, and I would bring my conservative books. I've written several myself. Wow. And um, all of a sudden, I don't have a job there anymore. And someone said, was it because you were Republican? And I said, I never put it two and two together, but perhaps maybe that was why. Wow. You uh, you were dangerous to the um to the fact that they uh, they're trying to keep you all down. That's uh, that's fascinating. Well, Susan, I'll take a look at that. Thanks for letting me know. I think KNUS should be uh, broadcasting twenty four seven in uh, in those nursing homes. I well, think it would think, it would be good. You know, we do have our conservative TV stations. We can get too. But look up Bill Stevens. Yeah, we'll we'll check that out, and uh, it doesn't surprise on me. Facebook, just just go on Facebook, Bill Stevens. You're going to see an interview, and he's going to say, "Man, they treat me just like they treated Trump when um, Jill left Biden." 
when Jill left Bill Stevens to marry Jill Biden. Wow. No. I hope I said that right. <laughs> right. When, when, when Jill Biden left, husband, yeah, to go, go marry Joe. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know Jill was married to Bill Stevens. Right, right. Uh, there's there's shadiness there. And I one of my good friends from the Heritage Foundation was talking about just the blatant plagiarism that came from Joe Biden's uh, Senate days, even when he was trying to publish in the Harvard Journal, um, uh, Harvard Law Journal there, all those problems. Susan, I really appreciate the call. All right, I'm going to change directions here. We're going to play this audio before we go to a commercial break, because I want you to hear about this new issue that's happening out of New Mexico. All right? Listen to this real quick. You took but your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what... What's happening here? New Mexico Governor Michelle Grissom has declared gun violence and drug abuse a public health emergency after a string of recent deadly shootings, some involving children. The emergency order includes the suspension of open and concealed carry laws in Albuquerque, temporarily banning the carrying of guns on public property with certain exceptions. She did this governor of New Mexico did what they were those radical gun restrictionists were trying to do to Jared Polis. They wanted him to declare a public health emergency like it was COVID again and then suspend Second Amendment rights. Even Governor Polis was not dumb enough to do such a blatant unconstitutional thing. The governor of New Mexico did it. On Friday, they are calling for her impeachment. Now we're going to get into all of this. We'll take your calls when we come back. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. <laughs> Blake, Blake is playing Elton John country. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran. Randy's at the um, Larimer County Republican dinner. Lincoln Day dinner celebration. Seth Dillon, the CEO of Babylon Bee up there today. Seth Gruber, one of the great pro-life leaders as well. So they're having a great time, and it's a real honor to be able to fill in for him as well. By the way, he is back in action this Tuesday for the Arapahoe County Tea Party. So Tuesday night, 630 at the South Metro Fire Rescue Building in Centennial. Tickets are free but are required and can be obtained on Eventbrite or by sending an email to Party at gmail.com. He'll be speaking on current events as well as the new Trump lawsuit in Colorado. You know, Randy has just been through so much recently with the loss of his wife and um, 
he is fighting on so many levels, you know, for the conservative values of this state, uh, representing clients as well as serving as the committee man for the, the National Republican Party here in Colorado as well. He is a real warrior. I hope you'll get out there. This will be the first time he's been back since the loss of his wife, and uh, it'll be exciting to see him this Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. All right. As I was talking about just before we went to commercial break, New Mexico governor orders suspension of open and concealed carry of guns in Albuquerque. New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham has declared gun violence and drug abuse a public health emergency after a string of recent deadly shootings, some involving children. The emergency order includes the suspension of open and concealed carry laws in Albuquerque, as well as some additional counties temporarily banning the carrying of guns on public property with certain exceptions. And then I'm going to play this audio. She gets challenged on the constitutionality of this. So if you remember a few weeks ago, a few months ago, there were some protesters down at the state capitol who wanted Governor Polis to basically do the same thing. Declare a public health emergency and then rescind Second Amendment rights as a result of it. Now, friends, I'm going to get a little fired up over this because we never made these elected officials pay for the constitutional violations that took place during the COVID pandemic. If you think about it, no one paid an electoral price, a political price. They shut down everything, put three-year-old kids in masks, forced your kids to go to masks with masks to preschool, tried to shut down churches, ruined businesses, and no one paid a single price for it. And now they're trying to use the same strategy on guns. This is the governor getting grilled on the constitutional violations of this. Listen to her. You took but a, your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is... If there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. But again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing yes, as much really as I know to do. Yeah. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque <laughs> on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. <laughs> but here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message 
Ah, she even admits it. She admits it. This was shocking. This is a state next door to us, guys. Republican, sorry, Democrat governor, Democrat run Senate, Democrat run House. Crime problem. Starting to sound familiar. And lo and behold, here comes this governor who declares a state of emergency. And just look at the problems. All right. So let's go through that audio here for just a second. First, there's already laws against crime. Why not enforce those? Because Democrats don't enforce crime laws. We all see it in our state. You see it in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, everywhere that Democrats are in control. They won't enforce laws against crime. They just won't. So what are they going to do? Suspend the constitutional rights of law abiding citizens. Shocking. She even asked if this she'll be she was asked, will this defer criminals from wanting to commit their crimes? No, she even admits it. This is a play at your constitutional rights. That's all it is. So at the beginning of her statement, she says crime is horrible. It's out of control. We need to do something. What about their constitutional rights to live? What about those? Well, is this really going to stop the criminals from hurting people? No, she says. Shocking. This is who we as voters are putting into office. Guys, we never made them pay for what they did during COVID. They declared a public health emergency. They stripped us of our constitutional rights. They lied the entire time, and then they just changed their tune, and it's like the pandemic never existed. And in 2022, the voters of Colorado put them all back in office. They don't care about your constitutional rights. They lie when they take that oath. And they are happy to dispose of the rights of law-abiding citizens to fit their leftist Marxist agenda. That is what is happening here. Everything else is a context. Is it's just context. They don't care. It's not about crime. If it was really about protecting people from crime, they'd enforce the laws. Good. I'm getting a text message here. Steve, thank you for I didn't know this. The Albuquerque police chief said he wouldn't enforce Governor Grisham's edict. Thank God. You know, that's happened a few times here in Colorado where we get these draconian gun laws and the sheriffs and the police stand up to it. Really? You're going to send the police to go after law abiding citizens and ignore the true criminals that are out there. Isn't that just amazing? Isn't that amazing? So now here's what's happening. There's an effort towards impeachment. New Mexico State Representative Stephanie Lord 
and John Block call for impeachment of Governor Grisham. New Mexico State Representative Stephanie Lord and John Block are calling for the impeachment of New Mexico Governor Michelle Grissom after Grisham's emergency order that violates the constitutional rights of New Mexicans. On Friday, Governor Grisham issued an emergency order mandating to ban all firearms, even concealed carry permit holders, to address rising crime in New Mexico's largest city, Albuquerque. This emergency order violates the governor's oath to protect and defend the rights of the New Mexicans and is illegal in nature. The legislature has a duty to intervene when the government is overstepping its boundaries and Governor Grisham's order and comments disqualify her from continuing her tenure as governor. I'm calling on counsel to begin the impeachment process against Governor Grisham, said Representative Stephanie Lord. This is an abhorrent attempt at imposing a radical progressive agenda on an unwilling populace. Rather than addressing crime at its core, Governor Governor Grisham is restricting the rights of law-abiding gun owners. Even Grisham believes this emergency order won't prohibit criminals from carrying or using weapons. She said that. A basic admission that this will only put New Mexicans in danger as they won't be able to defend themselves from violent crime. Friends, you think this is the first time you're going to see this? It might be the first. It definitely won't be the last. The radical gun restriction organizations have been calling for this for years. Declare a state of emergency, a public health state of emergency, and restrict people's constitutional rights. And for all the flaws that Jared Polis has, which is a lot, and we're going to get into these in the final hour, his kind of effort to try to remake himself in order to run for president, he was not dumb enough to go down this track. It drives me crazy, guys. It does that they raise their hand and swear to uphold the Constitution and so flagrantly violate it for special interest groups that oftentimes don't even reside in the states where they govern. That is what happens here in Colorado all the time. The money pouring in to get Democrats elected is pouring in from out of state. New York, Illinois, California, special environmentalists, pro-abortion, anti-gun groups, and they control Colorado and they make it this little island of radical, progressive, unconstitutional laws. I mean, just look, we've had two U.S. Supreme Court cases go all the way up, two cases go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court from the state of Colorado with regards to religious freedom restrictions, free speech restrictions, and they're all coming from Colorado. They don't care about the Constitution. I don't think they've ever read the Constitution. It doesn't matter to them. Progressive special interest groups are king to them, and they are simply delivery boys for those agendas. That's what's happening. It's going to take us to fight back for our constitutional rights. That's why I love 710K in U.S., the great resistance, the peaceful Resistance, the fight for conservative, constitutional American ideas happens right here on 710 KNUS. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran. we got a whole nother hour. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to dive into Jared Polis' latest effort to become the, quote, most libertarian governor in America. 
We're going to pick that apart. So stick around after these commercials. We'll be right back.